0: apple presents events at the apple store
1: all right ladies and gentlemen let's give it up for this evening's guest moderator noah davis
2: uh, uh, hey thanks for coming out on such a rainy night appreciate you all making the effort uh, here to talk to tim howard and emma and Giannis, who made goal one tim appears in it it's a great game so we're going to talk about that talk to him answer some questions talk a little bit about the game and uh, let's get started Thanks for coming out, guys. This is Emma to my left, Giannis, they're the developers of Goal 1, and then Tim Howard, who you all know. Uh, straight in off the of flight. How's the flight, Tim?
0: Easy. Not too bad for Memphis. Yeah, it's good.
2: Yeah, a little vacation after the long a season? A little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not much of one, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. The beard's getting good. How long have you been drawing <laughs> that for? I've been contemplating cutting it off, so we'll see. <laughs> that's That's what my kids say, so we'll see.
2: Excellent. Um, well, I think we're going to get Emma and Janis to tell us a little bit about Goal 1 and then we'll go into some Q&A with Tim. I'll talk to him a little bit and then we'll get your, your questions as well.
1: Right. Thanks, Noah. So, Janis and I are here with Area Games, uh, a global uh, game uh, company with headquarters in Berlin, Germany, uh, which is known as the tech startup capital of Europe. And uh, goal one, uh, our game is a uh, soccer management simulator, which means that at the beginning you are given a team of players and more importantly you are given the ultimate goal, you are given a challenge to compete and hopefully win in uh, multiple cups. Uh, with, uh, against thousands or hundreds of thousands uh, people all over the world, as well as your friends. So basically it's like fantasy football, only we empower you to influence uh, result of each and every match and uh, uh, you can uh, uh, train your players you can transfer the ones that you don't really like as well as you can <laughs> you can scout the hopefully next big dream and just to give you a little of background, Germany is absolutely crazy about football, as we call soccer back uh, back in Europe. Um, it was absolutely amazing to be uh, in Berlin for the World Cup, uh, uh, which was uh, June last year, because everywhere is covered in TV screens. I think the same is uh, true for UK, but generally you walk in the street every few steps, there is a TV screen. In our office, we had several TVs because the management realized that people need to make a point. In their work day for an hour or two, watch a game. And in Berlin, there is even a stadium where uh, they encourage people to bring their own sofas onto the stadium so that you could watch the game enjoy the fresh air on the comfort of your own couch in the middle of the football pitch so that's that's incredible and um, you can understand that uh, it was absolutely crazy when we released goal one the german version on the first day of that world cup and it was just fantastic we had a lot of uh, we had support of the german national team for the german game but we had such incredible support from the uh, people who would download and play the game that very quickly we got to 1% of the German population having the game on their phones and playing. That was absolutely incredible. And we were thinking how we can share this and how we can bring this to the U.S. because uh, in America soccer is gaining more and more popularity and with a stunning performance of uh, the U.S. national team and this gentleman over here. <laughs> This was, this was the easiest decision for us. And uh, now Janus will uh, spend a few minutes uh, telling you the specifics of how this deal came together.
3: Thanks, Emma. Um, yeah, first of all, it's amazing how many people uh, made it out today. Thanks all for coming. Um, who's here from New York City? That's cool.
1: Who's,
3: who's here from outside the New York State? Wow, made, made a long way. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks uh, to Apple for having us. And um, last but not least, uh, thanks to Tim of for making it out here. Thank you, Thank you very much. <clears throat> uh, like, like Emma said, um, Tim was uh, the ideal candidate uh, to become the testimonial for our game the north american market
1: was it difficult to to get to the final point it,
3: it, it was yeah like um <laughs> you need uh, you need to know that we didn't have any um experience with uh, testimonials it was like goal one was the very first uh game that we ever had um where we had a real testimonial um the german national team uh for the german market and then uh, tim for the uh, for the us and north american markets and um, so we had no experience, you know, how to contact an international star like Tim.
1: <laughs>
3: Wasn't easy. I, yeah, I was checking online for his uh, cell phone number, but uh, <laughs> didn't, I'm didn't, sure didn't you work. did
1: that too as well.
3: <laughs> but well, eventually we, uh, we we got in touch and um, signed a deal over Christmas. Was, uh, it was nice a uh, Christmas present for me. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, and we, we started out early this year. Um, I think it was in early February? February, yeah. Yeah, in, in Manchester uh, with uh, with a production, uh, of, of the production of the video production and, uh, uh, well, photos and so on for the game. Uh, in the game, we're using mainly illustrations, but um, obviously for the promotion of the game and so on. So um, we didn't want to lose any time. I asked a friend of mine who is a producer to quickly get it a get a team together and uh, fly over to Manchester. We had a very cool uh, production day with Tim. Um, I don't know if you can show any of the um, backstage footage from there, yeah. There you can see that um, yeah, someone took charge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mainly you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole production team. And um, we are also very um, satisfied with the outcome. Uh, Do you guys want to see the the final TV spot? All right, action please.
0: (laughs) They don't call me the monster for nothing. The Soccer Manager. Download now on the App Store.
3: Thank you. <laughs> you, should, you should actually consider a career in Hollywood.
0: Possibly. <laughs> a couple years.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, you know, doing TV production and that kind of stuff, and how many times you usually have to um, you know, record an individual scene, but uh, with that guy we didn't have to make a single scene
0: twice. Trust me. Uh, the
2: animations look nice. What do you think of the final products?
0: Amazing. You know that production day that we had uh, in Manchester, it all came together. There was so much going on. Um, it's hard. It was hard to kind of foresee what it would look like. And, and then when I was sent the, uh, you know, the final spots, I was blown away.
2: What, what are some of the things that you had to do during that day?
0: Well, we did a we did a bunch of still photos, which is which is the easy part. Um, you know, and then when you record the the action and. You're having to repeat lines and make sure you get them right it's uh, you know sometimes it could be uh, it could be a bit daunting when acting is not your day job if you can imagine but uh, we got through it and uh, everyone there was so receptive and uh, really encouraging so i i enjoyed the day it was a long day but i enjoyed it
2: it's the good thing about soccer is there's only you only get one shot at it so if you screw it up you just move on you don't, you don't have to keep <laughs> that's going true. Back and forth. that's true that's <laughs> true uh, how about, what kind of other technology do you use in training do you use any, any apps or anything like that when you're working?
0: Well there's a, you know, um, before the World Cup actually we used a, a sleep monitor that um, uh, our, our fitness trainers had for us that measured our sleep and our sleep patterns and um, you know, that, that spoke to how much energy we could have the next day for training. Um, at Everton we're using heart rate monitors, which I think a lot of clubs are using nowadays um, just to measure uh, how many kilometers or miles that the players are running. Every day. I, I don't wear one, so I don't, run, I don't run too much, which is easy for me. But, yeah, I mean, the technology is nice to have because I think anytime you're at the highest level, you have to try and gain an edge. Everybody's good. Everybody's talented. Um, so you try in little ways to, to gain a little bit of an advantage, and that's one of them.
2: Sure. So you don't want the midfielders who are running 10 kilometers a game to know that you're just kind of out there chilling <laughs> out.
0: They, they see my hard work. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, how about video games?
0: Did you play any growing up? You know, I played, uh, I was on, I was back in the early, early nineties when all the video game consoles were coming out. So, you know, Mario Brothers and Mario Kart and, you know, (laughs) um, my friends and I would have Mario Kart competitions. And then as I would go to play with the national teams and we'd have these long road trips to be, you know, Mario Kart tournaments and competitions. So yeah, it's cool.
2: Yeah. Who's the best game player on the U.S. team now?
0: On the U.S. team, I think probably, uh, Josie Altador would, would claim the top spot, but I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate.
2: Now, is he actually the best player, or would he just claim the top he, spot? You know, yeah.
0: He's up there, but he, but he, he's close.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of the U.S. team, they're playing on Friday. you Are going to be watching the game? Of course, of yeah. course, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back. It's been great, you know, the break that I've had this year. But, of course, yeah, I still have a ton of friends on the team, and I want them to do well. So uh, they've got some big games coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do and, of course, rooting them on.
2: Yeah, it's two tough games, Netherlands, Germany.
0: Yeah, and that's that's been Jürgen Klinsmann's uh, motto recently, you know, since he's taken over, is he doesn't want to play easy games, he doesn't want to just win games, he wants to put the players, uh, young players, in tough environments and make them ha- uh, have to grow and fight for everything, and those games are no different.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's been a year since the World Cup, almost, which is pretty incredible yeah. to think about. Uh you know how how is the year you sort of vaulted to this new level of stardom? You're you're in a, mm, in a game, and sure. you know are you uh, still more recognized than you were before? Do you think?
0: Well, again with the beard, I think I'm more recognized. If it comes off, it might be a little bit easier for me. The um, yeah, last year has been great. I, I think more than anything, um, from a personal recognition standpoint, I've played. You know, I was I went to Manchester United at, at age 23, and. You know, living in, in the UK under that spotlight, under that microscope, is is so difficult. And so I think I, I had good training for that. And, you know what, what was such a surprise to all the U.S. players was when we returned back home after the World Cup, how how many people paid attention to what we were doing down in Brazil. Uh, you know, I had been to three World Cups and never, not Germany and not South Africa, was it ever uh, like it was in Brazil? The people back home. Uh, who paid attention to it who watched the games who took off work you know i think the u.s sold the most tickets of any you know traveling support going down to brazil so you know for for u.s soccer i think we're moving in the right direction
2: yeah Do you still feel that love a year out
0: yeah absolutely you know it's been um it's only grown since then
2: yeah you can't hide anymore huh? no no
0: <laughs> like i said it just comes off maybe so <laughs>
2: uh, and the women's world cup starts yeah. in a few days uh how you feel about the u.s team in there
0: i'm excited for them you know i I know a few of the women on, on the team and uh, it, it, they're in a difficult position because they're the best, you know, or, or should be one of the best teams. Um, and so we go into a World Cup and we're the underdogs and no one, no one expects anything of us. So we have to just come out fighting and hopefully that uh, we punch above our weight and, and make it to the next round and surprise some people. The U.S. women, you know, they're expected to win the World Cup. They're expected to get to the final. Uh, and that's very, very tough because every game, um, you know, being the underdog is a little bit easier. And when you're, um, you know, when you're on top and people are gunning for you, there's a lot of pressure. So I don't envy them, but I'm excited to watch, um, watch them perform and see what they do.
2: Yeah, it's, it's nice it's in Canada too. It's nice and close. It's close, yeah. yes, yes. Are you going to so. get to any of the games?
0: I don't think I will. I've got, I've got a few other things I need to do, like uh, vacation and uh, <laughs> you can imagine I've had a long year. So, um, but I'll be watching the games without doubt.
2: Yeah, it is a long season as you mentioned. What's the first thing you look forward to doing when it's all done?
0: um going to the beach you know i live in manchester england and it rains a lot it rains every day really and for those of you who have been, have been to the uk um and it's a long hard slug you know every, every you play your game on, on saturday and then it's literally do it all over again it's groundhog day for 11 months and so um that becomes monotonous and i look forward to getting home and getting some good weather and just kind of getting away as i said manchester is for me and, and all the other football players is a fishbowl you can't go anywhere um without being recognized or someone saying something nice or more, more often something really bad, you know, if it's, if it's a, um, a a rival supporter. So it's nice to get away, just get back to America and get back home.
2: Yeah, are you hanging out in Memphis for some of the time?
0: Yeah, yeah Memphis for a little bit. I'll be in Florida. Uh, I'm, I'm here in New York for the week and then um, out to California, yeah.
2: Sounds pretty good, not bad. All right, so you and Hope Solo are in a penalty kick competition. Okay, okay. <laughs> Who wins?
0: <laughs> Me of course <laughs> <laughs> i always better myself so, so that's I was no just, knock against her because i think she's brilliant she's the best in the world yeah, yeah. i was thinking you'd say her. You'd, you know that's good I, I like i like the confidence
2: <laughs> um that's very cool a uh, big day in international soccer step bladder stepped away i know you're on a plane i don't know i don't know <laughs> there we go <laughs> it's the biggest ovation of the day i don't know what yeah. that
0: about
2: it. <laughs> um, how closely had you been following the, all, the fifa stuff
0: well, I'm obviously involved in it, you know, because of what I do. So I try I try and do as much homework as I can. You know, it's it's and I think anyone who, who does the research would, would still come up feeling like there's still questions unanswered. Um, and that's kind of where I am. You know, I I see what's going on, I see the reports, uh, and I, I myself wonder, you know, who's right and who's wrong, and so I pay attention to it as a spectator more than anything or, or as a as a casual observer. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly shocking news, um, not only because he's been in charge for four terms, he gets elected for a fifth term, and then a few days later resigns. So um, I guess a, when the dust settles, we'll, we'll hopefully find out what the truth is. But um, I've said for a long time with as re, in regards to FIFA, the truth needs to come out. You know, people need to be revealed, and we need to find out, um, you know, what's really going on. Mm.
2: Uh, I saw some tweets out there this afternoon that were suggesting Landon Donovan for FIFA president. You think he'd be good? He's not doing a whole lot right now. I,
0: I'd, I'd vote for him. I don't know if he wants to get off the beach in, in uh, L.A. I don't blame him, but um, Zurich's nice this time of year.
2: <laughs> I know you just finished this season, but how are you feeling about next season?
0: Um, excited. This season was was a, was a rough season for us. It was tough. We, I, mean, I thought, Although we finished right in the middle of the table, which I think most teams would... Uh, you know, would take. We, we have expectations at Everton that are much higher than that, and so we probably feel like we we um, we, we didn't get to where we wanted to be. And so next year is uh, there's more pressure on us. But, you know, I think we'll make some signings, and in the Premier League, players come and go, and at least the structure of the team is solid. You know, the, our, our senior players are locked up into long-term contracts. You know, our management team is strong. Uh, we've got a great owner who, who will go out and spend the money if he can. And so... Um, you know, we always believe in ourselves, and particularly when it comes to the big games, we feel like we can we can do a job. So, um, hopefully, next season will be much better. We're always looking to get into that fourth or fifth spot and uh, push for Champions League. This year, it didn't happen for us, but that doesn't mean that'll change next year.
2: Sure. How are you feeling
0: personally about where you are? Good. You know, I'm I'm 36, and I I keep saying year by year, I feel I feel stronger than I ever have. You know, um, you know my body feels good. and The hunger that I have to play the game, uh, you know, is 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 burning and I'm more excited than ever, you know, and obviously this year with the national team that I've taken off, um, nothing inspires me more than to get back out there in September. I'm, I'm really excited to, to be back with the team and, you know, earn my way back in. So um, this this year coming up, uh, I think, will be exciting for me.
2: Have you talked to Quinsman about how that's all going to play out? Yeah, we
0: have we've, we've talk, talked at length last, last summer, about a year sure. ago, uh, about what this year would look like and, and based on my decision. And then periodically throughout the year, we've just had casual conversation. He's a very easy guy to talk to um and so we'll just either text each other pick up the phone randomly wish each other luck in different games and so yeah we've spoken um he knows my intent and and certainly um you know everything looks good for me to return in september
2: nice he has that wonderful mix of german and california you wouldn't (laughs) think it would work but it does it comes it's
0: the oddest mix i've ever seen i must admit but he somehow he somehow unifies it makes it work yeah Um, With Brad Friedel
2: retiring, you're sort of the elder statesman of the Americans in the EPL, not that you're old or anything like that. I am, I (laughs) am, but yeah. You know, I mean, do you feel like there's some extra, uh, you know, being a role model or just kind of a spokesman for for the Americans in in Europe and Um, in the EPL?
0: You know, I've always felt like since I've been over there, you know, any American who goes to Europe, particularly into the Premier League, which is the most watched league in the world, you have a responsibility to carry that torch for American soccer, you know, no matter what age you are. And, yeah, now that you know, Brad's retired and um, you know, I'm probably the longest-serving player uh, in, in Europe at the moment, um, there is a responsibility. But I also that, – that manifests itself in different ways. You know, when a young player like DeAndre Yedlin comes over and he signs for Tottenham last year, you know you just make sure you have each other's cell phone numbers and shoot a few texts and if you, if you need a restaurant or you need some ways to live or you need some sort of help just to live day to day um that's where that's where the americans abroad can lend a hand
2: yeah so restaurant recommendations that's sort I, of your thing i've got
0: a few i've got a few in <laughs> london so if you need any let me know
2: that's good and uh, you mentioned that you and jeff Cameron live pretty close yeah. together do you guys see each other often yeah we we
0: live virtually in the same town in, in, in england they call them village and so i'll see them in the village again at uh At the local grocery store, or getting a coffee, or whatever. You know, he we we drive opposite ways to training, and then when he goes to Stoke, I go to Everton. But um, yeah, I see him quite often, and we we get together and have dinner, and just kind of hang out. And um, you know, his fiance goes to the gym where I work out, so it's it's a nice little community, and we get a chance to all see each other and kind of feel like we have a home away from home. That's
2: nice. Does he always have the gelled hair, or is that just from just on the field?
0: Right before he goes to bed, he gels it every night. It's it's incredible. It's always perfect.
2: Sure. should we do some questions from the audience? Is that up to that time? I think we have some mics. Um, I'm a goalie and sometimes I have trouble um, after letting a few ga- goals in, getting my head back. Do you have any advice, like how you do that?
0: Yeah, I have the same trouble when a few goals go in. <laughs> it's never fun. Um, it's tough, you know, as a young goalkeeper, I, I, in my book I talked about when I was your age, I let a few goals and I'd start crying and my mom would have to walk around the back of the goal and pick me up and, and encourage me. It's not easy. That's why being a goalkeeper is so cool because I think it's the hardest position on the field. And when things don't go your way, it's tough. But, you know, if you want to get to the national team level, I see the shirt you're wearing. You hopefully one day want to be on the national team. When you get to the national team level, you just have to try your best to, when one goal goes in, forget about it, you know, and try and, try and save the next one. And we, we lost this year to Chelsea at Everton, 6-3. And I wanted to dig a hole and jump inside and cover it up. I didn't... It was terrible. I was embarrassed. But as a goalkeeper, you have to have broad shoulders and you have to keep going. Okay?
3: Thank you. Are you afraid of Alex Ferguson?
0: <laughs> it's a good question. When I was, um, when I, I went to Manchester United at 23, I was scared to death of him. Yeah. Now that I'm a bit older, um, no, I wouldn't be too scared anymore, especially in the locker room. I, you know, right now when uh, Alex Ferguson is at his meanest when he's, when we're, it's halftime and you're losing, you've made a mistake. But now that I've gotten older, I know when I've, when I've messed up or when I've made a mistake or when I've done good, you know? So somebody yelling at me is just kind of noise. I don't really pay too much attention to it. But yes, when I was young and I was 23 and I played my first game, and Thierry Henry scored a free kick and I didn't have enough people on the wall and he yelled at me, I was scared, yeah. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Um, personally, your inspiration for me, I was a goalkeeper in college I'm also an Evertonian. Okay. Oh, awesome. Um, You've done some pretty amazing things from setting a world record with against Belgium, Confederations Cup against Spain. Um, what was going
0: through your head when you just jumped on top of a ball outside the box and smothering it without touching it? It's Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got asked that question by my manager, my teammates, the referee, John O'Shea on the other team who I played. You know what? I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. It was instinctual and um, I probably could have just taken a touch and, and kicked it out of play. And I got closed down I think by Stephen Fletcher and it was either let him score or just jump on top of the ball. And so I just figured plan B was gonna have to work and I, th- I got away with it. But we got reminded afterwards in a, uh, a referees meeting after, after the fact um, that that would then be considered an indirect free kick or something. But on the day I got away with it, so improv.
1: Hi Tim, most European stars come to the MLS towards the end of their career. You started in the MLS. Would you ever think of coming back towards the end, maybe for
0: the Red Bulls? Well, <laughs> Red Bulls would be great. That's my, you know, that's my former team. Um, look, I've got three years on my contract left. Um, you know, <laughs> Metro Starship, wow. That's an oldie, that's an oldie. Um, and I'm gonna be finished playing football in three years. And so uh, right now I'm contracted to Everton for those three years. It's hard to say what happens. You know, in the next three years, because football is a business after all, I'm very happy where I am. But um, if something were to happen uh, between two teams in, those year- in, in the next three years, possibly. But once I'm done, I'm done. So 2018, that's it. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Hi. I have a question for the developers. Uh, I had a quick question. It's, um, is it better to build an app from scratch or use these online websites that have uh, templates apps already to help you build the app faster?
1: Well, it depends what you want to achieve. If you want a really smooth uh, operation of the app, then definitely building from scratch makes more sense. But that also takes up a lot of resources.
0: OK.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, as a, as a massive Red, a massive Liverpool fan, <laughs> um, I want to know what's your best game at Anfield? What's your favorite game at Anfield?
0: Yeah. I've had, I've, I've had a few I want to forget, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that's a great question. Um, I feel like I feel like in all the games I have played at Anfield now, there's been a few draws. Uh, I can remember a two-two, a one-one, and a nil-nil. Um, and probably the nil 0 as a goalkeeper. I know it's probably not that exciting for all the fans, but um, I remember, gosh, I'm trying to think what year it was. Maybe 2000. And, Six or two thousand seven. Alan Stubbs, who was our captain, he he won man of the match, and I I, I remember that game because it was a, a you know I kept my first or second year at Everton, I kept a clean sheet at Anfield, right in front of the cop in the second half. So that was the most memorable to me. I'm sure you have a few memorable ones that I wouldn't appreciate, but yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part of the game?
0: Um. I I would probably say um, the transfers. <laughs> I like to I like to buy. I I, like, I always take an interest in in buying and selling players. And so, um, you know, when I get on the app, I, I, I as best I can, if I can get some money, I try and uh, I try and transfer some players. And I think that's how you become better. I know that's not uh, that's not what a lot of people want to hear back home. But um, I think uh, you know that translates to real life. You know, if you look at the Premier League, if you can buy players, you seem to become a better team. So I try and use that. Uh, in my own philosophy, as as, as manager.
3: Uh, good evening. As a uh, high school basketball coach of Tim's back in North Brunswick in nineteen mid nineteen nineties, I have just a uh, cu- couple of questions. First of all, statement: uh, the fellow you see in front of you right now is uh, obviously somebody who we're very proud of, and uh, is uh, as genuine and as uh, real and as uh, great a guy as you're going to find. So there's nothing fake about that man up there. So I want to let <laughs> Thanks, you know Coach that. Thanks, Coach B. Uh, my other, you got it, my other, My other question is, I'm a, I'm a flip phone guy. You can you hook me up before I get out of here with some apps <laughs> and stuff? Uh, I'm a little out of place, but I'm, I'm looking to make the next move. So thank you to the uh, developers. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the game. Thank Co-
0: you. <laughs> Coach B, it doesn't surprise me that you saw the same flip phone that you had in 97. but uh, <laughs> it's Good to see you.
1: So I've been playing soccer since I'm five. Never went pro, but still a competitor. Played in college. Do you have any tips from scoring from the backfield as a defender? <sighs> I know uh, you've done it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one time, yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say your best bet is probably set pieces. You know, is to get yourself up in the mix uh, on set pieces, and you know, if you have a, if you have a talent like a like Leighton Baines on my team, who seems to be able to combine with his midfielders and. Um, and get forward. He he seems to get in scoring positions. Um, the number one way would be to somehow get your striker off penalty kicks and then you know, score your penalty kick, but that's always tough. Okay. Hi Tim. Uh, I was a keeper too, for about 30 years. And so I I love watching you. Uh, as a keeper, you're always having to look at the field, see what's happening, see how the plays are going. That's halfway to a manager. Do you have any manager aspirations? That's my
1: question.
0: <laughs> it's a great question. Um, for a long time, I, I never did. I think, you know, I look at the managers that I've that I've played for. You know, I, I get to work at nine o'clock. I get my rehab, my prehab done. I go on the field for two hours, lift weights, get any massages or therapy I need, and I go home. And they're there for another five, six, seven, eight hours, and they're going to to watch games and. Um, You know, when Tim Howard's having a bad day, he's got to manage me. And when the next guy's having a bad day, he's got to send him home from training or he's got to kind of coddle different players. I don't have to worry about that. You know, as a senior player, maybe I I can get my arm around a few other guys and and, and make sure everyone's pulling in the right direction. But the manager of a team, it's all consuming. He needs to know everyone. He needs to know the lunch ladies upstairs. He needs to know the groundsman. He needs to know his goalkeeper. And I just think that's a very, very tough job. You know, it's um, if we win, on Saturday, I go home and I'm excited. I don't even think about the next game until Wednesday. Um, if we lose, you know, I'll probably sit on the couch for 24 hours or, or I'll, I'll mope and I'll moan and I'll get on with it. The manager's got to immediately figure out a way um, to make it better, to win next weekend. And that starts as soon as the game ends. And I think it's a very, very hard occupation. Um, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've, I've played for some really brilliant managers. I've played for Bob Bradley, Jurgen Klinsmann, David Moyes, Roberto Martinez, all with very, very different styles. And, and, and what's kind of given me the management bug, if I've, if, I've, if I've gotten one, is the fact that there are so many really positive management styles that I've played under that I feel like if I could, if I could gel and mix a few of these, I could win the World Cup easy, you know? So um, I don't know. It, it's possible. I think it would have to be the right situation. I'd have to be under the right management group. Uh, right Club, but I wouldn't rule it out. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I was once a man who had a beard and I shaved it, and <laughs> I regret that, so. Okay, just that's good to
0: know, that's good to know. Thank yeah. you.
3: Um, but as a man who had a beard, I'm curious, what beard oils do you use,
0: <laughs>
3: and what products would you recommend to regrow okay. a beard? Okay,
0: that's good. Um, I probably don't take as good a care of my beard as I should, probably should, um, you know what? I've, I've got this generic Moroccan beard oil that, um, that I spray on there. I've got a bunch of beard companies who send me all the different ones. Some are just too oily. And they get all over my pillow and I don't like it. So um, I keep it pretty straightforward. Yeah. A little bit of conditioner. It's the only thing I can condition. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> anyway.
3: I'd like to know how you get like a sponsorship. So can you give me some tips about that?
0: Tips on sponsorship? Well, um, to be to be quite honest i 'm lucky in, in what I do you know i 'm very much uh, um, in people 's faces on they um, see me and, and and usually I get contacted by by various number of sponsors and I only take very few of them because I think it's I think a relationship is just as important as a sponsorship if that makes sense and so um, you know when, when i when I spoke to area games that seemed to um, be something that just fit right away. We spoke, we understood each other. The concepts worked, um, and so I, I leant towards that, and, and it became it became a relationship more than just a sponsorship. Um, and so for me, I, I, I turned down quite a number of sponsorships just because they are not the right fit. But again, as I said, how how do, how do I get sponsorships? I'm lucky. I'm just there in people's faces, and uh, if they like what they see, they contact me. If they don't, <laughs> well, then they don't they never speak to me.
2: So you told us your favorite part of the, the game, yes. the app. What is your favorite part of the real game of football? Football.
0: Um, um, good question. You know, I, obviously my job is to save um, save balls and, and dive around. Uh, you know, the the more intricate the games become, the higher level I've gone to, and the older I've gotten. I, for me, it's it's conducting my defense um, because what I've what I've learned is the more that I can. I can have an understanding with them of, of body language, of communication, that we can, we can prevent shots from happening, let alone goals, you know. So, um, you know, I, I kind of feel like it, people see me and they always think that I'm yelling, but that's like 10% of what I'm doing. Most of the time I'm, I'm applauding them, I'm encouraging the guys in front of me, I'm talking to them, um, I'm giving them, you know, little bits of eye contact so they understand, and I think that part of the game for me has become the most exciting because... I've realized it's a chess match, and, I, and, and if I can dominate that and win that part of it, then I've, I've saved myself a heck of a lot of work.
2: Yeah. Um, as an Evertonian, eh. uh, we'll end on a managerial note, uh, Roberto Martinez's sort of like consummate professionalism eh. with the media can eh. be... Really frustrating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how does that translate to you guys in the locker room? Does he ride you guys really hard in the locker room? And what's sort of the general, yeah, general feeling? Yeah,
0: um, it's, it's, it's a good observation. He really is. Um, and I think playing for him for two years now, you know, the first year I was like you. I was thinking, this has got to wear off at some point because every human being has a breaking point, you know? And he just doesn't seem to. He's, he's very mild-mannered by nature. But more than that, I think he's very astute. He understands, um, he understands that yelling is only going get, to get him so far. And so, you know, he, he, he might have a go at us at halftime, but it's, it's not what you think. He's not throwing things, and he'll look you in the eye, and he'll tell you straight, you know, man to man. And it's not a shouting match. And I think, I think if, if you can imagine, people as players, we respond to that because he doesn't yell all the time. So when he gets upset and he has a talking to with one of us, you really, you really perk up and listen, you know, because it's not like, oh, here's this guy yelling again. So um, I agree. I can, I can imagine it can be frustrating, but for us as players, we appreciate that that he's really, you know, he could, we, we, we may win or lose on Saturday, but come Monday morning, he comes in, and he's bright and bubbly and smiling and saying good morning and asking how your family is, and it never changes. You know, and I, and I think when you're, when you're within a family like that at a football club, you can appreciate that because some managers who I played for, yeah, up and down. If you win or lose, they don't speak to you for a week, you know what I mean? Let alone asking how your kids are. So, um, yeah, I, I like Roberto a lot, and, and most of the, and most all of the players are just ecstatic with him. Yeah. All right, excellent. I have well, a, um, oh, oh, sorry. Thanks,
3: <laughs> Inter- interim question here um, for you, Tim. Yes. Um, all the people here know you quite well, and um, uh, know your personality and everything. Um, I was wondering, um, uh, you uh, you are like I don't want to say suffering, but you you have uh, Tourette syndrome, uh-huh. right? And um, I just wanted to know if I mean we have two big topics here today, right? One is sports, yes. soccer in yes. your case, and the other would be technology. I don't know if you could um, draw a connection to to any of these tools. I don't know if um, any of these would help you deal with with the issue. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, well, uh, obviously, I was when I was nine or ten years old. I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, um, mm-hmm. and so I've lived most of my most of my life with it. And um, you know, I, for me, sports was always my release. You know, um, whether it was whether it was outside playing soccer or basketball with my friends, um, you know, whether my friends asked me over for a video game and we can play and interact. For me, interaction with my friends was always something that made me feel at peace. And when I was at peace. Um, my TS was much more calm. And so for me, that that was always a big part of my life, which, thank God, I was able to um, turn professional and, ma- and and do what I love. But um, certainly that was my connection.
3: Yeah. Cool.
2: Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to thank Emma and Giannis from Goal One for coming out. Thank you. Go download the game. And uh, Tim for being here as well, getting off the plane, coming. Thank Have you. a great summer.
0: I will. I will.